I have something super exciting to announce to you all. Behind the scenes, we've been working on a very special book, which is full of stories that I've read out on the show. This paperback collection features 38 original stories written especially for the Short Stories for Kids podcast. From princesses exploring a castle to bullying aliens out to steal the moon, this book is packed with witty, entertaining tales to keep kids amused. There are pirates, skeletons, dinosaurs, mermaids, and much, much more. Discover for yourself just why Short Stories for Kids is enjoyed by so many children all over the world. Available on Amazon. The link is in the show notes. Not far from where you live sits a small village. It's a pretty place with pretty cottages, with pretty gardens. Well, all apart from one of them. This is where the Grumps live. There was Granny Grump, who was very, very lazy. In the summer, she would sit on her porch and stare grumpily at everybody that walked by. In the winter, she would sit inside by the dirty window and do much the same. Then there was Grandpa Grump. He was always very busy. But what he was busy doing was absolutely nothing at all. If something needed mending or cleaning or moving or scrubbing or painting, he would always find something else to distract him. Consequently, he never did anything. Their cottage was run down with tiles missing from the roof, paint peeling from woodwork, and even holes in the walls. The garden was a mess of broken things, like refrigerators and cars, all amongst tall tangles of weeds. Worst of all, the grumps were rude. They didn't like their neighbors, and they didn't like the village. They didn't like children, and they didn't like wildlife. They didn't like the daytime, and they didn't like the night. In fact, they didn't even like each other that much. As far as each of them was concerned, everything that was wrong with their lives was someone else's fault. Every Friday, Grandpa Grump shuffled down to the corner store in his slippers to buy a newspaper. Full of garbage, he would say. A packet of jelly beans overpriced, he would mutter, and a lottery ticket. I don't know why I bother, he would grumble. He did this every single week, and then he'd read the newspaper, eat the jelly beans, and eventually throw away the lottery ticket when it lost. Until, that is, the day it didn't. What are you being so fidgety about? asked Granny Grump one morning from her spot on the porch. Then what's wrong with your face? Ain't nothing wrong with my face, he said. I'm just smiling, ain't I? Smiling, said Granny Grump in disgust. Huh, smiling. What have you got to smile about, you horrible, smelly old man? Oh, well, you won't be speaking like that to me anymore now that we're rich he said, smiling, showing his brown and yellow teeth. Rich? Rich? 
We ain't got two coins to rub together. We ain't rich, you old fool, sneered Granny Grump and turned away to glare at the neighbors' houses. Then what do you call this, then? he said, waving the lottery ticket in the air. We has only gone and won the lottery. We is multi-millionaires. Granny Grump's head snapped around, and she promptly fell off her chair in surprise. For it was true, the Grumps had won the lottery. The first thing the village knew about the Grumps' newfound fortune was when a very smart-looking man arrived at their house with a small suitcase. He appeared to be moving in. At first, nobody could understand why anybody would want to live at the Grumps' house. Perhaps they'd taken on a lodger. It was only later, when a neighbor walked past with her dog, that all was revealed. The smart man was bringing Granny Grump a cup of tea and a slice of cake on a silver tray. The Grumps, it seemed, had got themselves a butler. "Be off with you now," said the butler to the woman and her dog. "We don't want your sort here." "How rude," said the woman. Granny Grump was so lazy that she was getting the butler to be rude for her. Word spread quickly around the village that the Grumps were now very rich indeed. People would walk past more often, usually on the other side of the road, for a glimpse of what was happening, or peek out of the corners of their windows, because things were most certainly happening at the Grumps' house. Grandpa Grump had been pacing around his front yard. Waving his hands at all of the rusty junk and old tires and soda cans and weeds, he knew of it very well, because he spent a lot of his time deciding how he was going to avoid doing anything about it. But of course, now he could do something about it, or at least pay someone else to do something about it. Later that same day, a big green van with the words "Garden Maintenance" on it pulled up outside the house. A short woman with long red curly hair and blue overalls got out and was met by Grandpa Grump. "You're the gardener?" asked Grandpa Grump. "Yes, sir," said the gardener, looking at the horrible mess that was the Grumps' front yard. I can see why you want all this mess cleared away. Cleared away," said Grandpa Grump in surprise. "Why would I ever want it cleared away? There are good memories in this stuff. That's my first car under there," he said, pointing to a rusty wreck underneath a tangle of weeds and an old mattress. "And that was the best bath we ever owned," he said, pointing to a mold-covered object. Of old bottles and half a lawnmower, the gardener scratched her curly red hair. Then,、uh, what do you want me for? She asked. I want you to make it all look nice, he said. Well, with pretty flowers, plant them in the gaps, but don't throw anything away. The gardener looked bamboozled, but got to work all the same. While this was happening, a white van turned up with property maintenance written on the side. Because Grandpa Grump was busy, the young man that climbed out of the van looked around and saw Granny Grump sat on the porch. She was too lazy to get up and greet him. "You the builder?" asked Granny Grump. 
Yes, ma'am, said the builder, looking at the dreadful state of the grump's house. I can see why you want all this tidied up. Tidied up? said Granny Grump in surprise. Why would I ever want it tidied up? I've lived in this house all my life, and I've never needed to do a thing to it. It's perfectly good as it is, she said, too lazy to notice the cracked window pane and missing downpipe. The builder scratched his shaved head. Then, uh, what do you want me for? he asked. I want you to make it bigger and taller, she said, with more floors and pointy bits and high windows and stuff. The builder looked bamboozled, but got to work all the same. Next to arrive was a red van with pet store written on the side. A tall, skinny woman with a rainbow headband got out and approached Grandpa Grump, who was busy making sure the gardener didn't move any of the empty oil cans. You the pet store owner? asked Grandpa Grump. Yes, sir, said the pet store owner, as she looked at the gardener trying to plant purple cone flowers amongst some rusty springs and a rotten roll of old carpet. Come with me, said Grandpa Grump rudely, and shuffled off towards the backyard in his tatty slippers. The backyard was even worse than the front garden. But here, there was also a collection of small outbuildings and sheds to which Grandpa Grump pointed. Ah, yes, said the pet store owner. You could probably get a couple of rabbits or a goat in one of those. A couple of rabbits or a goat? said Grandpa Grump in surprise. Why would I ever want a couple of rabbits or a goat? Those aren't exciting at all. The pet store owner scratched her headband. Then, oh, what do you want me for? she asked. I want proper big animals in them, like a zoo. I want an elephant and a lion and parrots and monkeys. The pet store owner looked bamboozled, but got to work all the same. Not long after that, a pink van with play equipment written on the side parked on the now crowded street. A broad man in a crisp white shirt and sunglasses got out and made his way to where Granny Grump was still sat on the porch. You the play equipment guy? asked Granny Grump. Yes, ma'am, said the play equipment guy as he looked at the builder trying to rest a ladder against the roof without knocking any more tiles off. Come with me, said Granny Grump rudely as she waved to the butler to push her chair. She could walk just fine, but was too lazy, so had got the butler to fit little wheels to each chair leg. They made their way around to the other side of the house to a flat area that might have once been a vegetable garden, but was now an enormous stack of old bits of wood in all kinds of shapes and sizes. Oh, yes, said the play equipment guy. That would be a great place for some children's play equipment. Children's play equipment, said Granny Grump in surprise. Why would I ever want play equipment for children? Horrible, smelly little things. The play equipment guy scratched his chin. Then, uh, what do you want me for? he asked. I want a fairground for me. I want a roller coaster and a helter skelter and a carousel and a ghost train. The play equipment guy looked bamboozled, but got to work all the same.
As the week passed, the neighbors in the village were horrified at the hideous, haphazard house that began to appear. Tall towers reached up towards the clouds on top of additional floors. With an oddment of windows, nothing seemed to match anything else. But up and up, the Grumps house grew in a higgledy-piggledy manner. The garden was another confusing mess of garbage and gardenias, where weeds were already strangling the flowers that had managed to survive amongst the oily, dirty soil. In the backyard, the outbuildings weren't big enough for the mini-zoo that housed them, so the elephant trumpeted continuously, complaining at the cramped space. The lion kept escaping to terrorize the gardener, and the parrots kept fighting with the monkeys. The noise was utterly unbearable. On the side of the house, it had been quickly obvious that there wasn't enough space for a roller coaster, a helter-skelter, a carousel, and a ghost train. So the roller coaster had to be directed into the third floor's bathroom window and come out again through the back door. The helter-skelter grew up out of the middle of the carousel and finished in the ghost train, which was currently having its track extended through the lion's shed. The lights of the helter-skelter flashed on and off all day long, and the fairground music was cranked up as loud as possible so it could be heard over the zoo animals. It was a horrible, unsightly, noisy, dangerous mess. But Grandpa and Granny Grump were delighted with it, not least because all the people of the village absolutely hated it. The neighbors all gathered together and shared their concerns and anger. They decided there was only one thing to do. They'd have to confront the Grumps. Dozens of villagers marched up to the Grumps' house to noisily complain. But Granny Grump just sat on her chair on her porch and glared at them, while Grandpa Grump shuffled around in his dirty slippers and pretended they weren't there. What with all the noise from the zoo animals and the fairground, it wasn't like they could hear the neighbors' complaints anyway. Then, one by one, four vans arrived, and four angry people pushed to the front of the crowd. What about my bill? said the gardener, waving a sheet of paper. You've not paid my invoice, shouted the builder. I demand my money, wailed the pet store owner. You owe me, snapped the play equipment guy. But, but, said Grandpa Grump. I paid you all, he said. I wrote you all a check each. Your check bounced, shouted the four business owners. There was no money in your bank account. But, but, said Grandpa Grump. I won the lottery. Granny Grump pulled herself out of her chair and delivered the full force of her grumpy gaze at her husband. Did you take the lottery ticket to claim the prize? She growled. Grandpa Grump was looking very worried. Oh, well, I was going to get round to it, he said, and began patting his pockets. I can't find it. The winning ticket, I can't find it. Oh, you useless lump of slime, bellowed Granny Grump. You goofy-faced good-for-nothing. The crowd of neighbors then watched as the gardener pulled up all of her plants. The builder pulled down all of the extension. The pet store owner retrieved all of the animals and the play equipment guy reclaimed the fairground. The last to leave was the butler, 
who strode out to the front door with his small suitcase and his nose in the air without uttering a single word to anyone. By the end of the day, the shambolic house was back to normal. It still looked a mess, but it wasn't nearly as bad as it had been after all the work had been done. Satisfied, the neighbors drifted off home, leaving a very grumpy Granny Grump sat on her porch beside a miserable-looking Grandpa Grump. Bah, you silly old fool, said Granny Grump. Now what are you going to do with yourself? Grandpa Grump sighed and then brightened suddenly when he realized that day was Friday again. So he shuffled off down the street in his tatty slippers to buy a newspaper, a packet of jelly beans, and a lottery ticket. Well, he thought, you never know. The end.